What's Swinging Nation? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Fred Moore, and sitting in with me today is Frank DeMeo from Mace Fit at Mace Fit Nation on Instagram. Uh, before we get off to our discussion here, Frank, I just wanted to send a shout out to our good buddy Don out of Adex uh, Mason Clubs. He is a good sponsor of the podcast. I do believe we have a few of his accruchments right here. I think I messed up that word. Uh, but uh, yeah, Addicts is a sponsor of the podcast. And right now the uh, discount code is SMN2020. And you use that discount to purchase your maces and clubs and have a good old time swinging those things and slinging steel, as Frank would say. Um, and also, I want to send a shout-out to GraziellaCoffeeCompany.com. Tony over at Graziella Coffee Company started his own coffee roasting business out of Brooklyn. He named it after his grandmother. He offers a discount code, uh, Mace Nation. 15 mace nation 15 you get 15 percent off so go check that out grab a bag of coffee make sure you get yourself a good grinder grind your beans nice the way they should be nice and ready to go for your uh, percolator and fire off a coffee frank thank you very much for coming on the show i know you got a lot to talk about today you have been so busy i can't even keep track of what you're doing and uh, and i you know i was always surprised to see some new development from week to week so right before we kicked off the podcast we were just having a quick discussion and you said you were running a little experiment and it has to do with people not being able to get to the gym with the covid19 virus uh keeping everybody out and um it, it sounded really interesting so uh welcome to the show again and uh Let's hear about that. Let's start off with that, if you don't mind. Hey, Fred. Thanks for having me back on, man. It's always an honor to be here. Yeah, we figured we had a, a clean slate. We did train our people throughout the entire shutdown. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about a book I wrote about that later on a podcast. But we trained live, not online, live for, for just about exactly two months. Nothing but Mesas and Clubs and the Mace Fit programming. There was two days where we have our men, men's group where we did a little sandbag and Bulgarian bag stuff. But that was like once a month for, for the two months, but didn't really figure into the equation, all of the mostly light stuff. So primarily it was all mace fit training only. We went back to the cave, up my gym, and to see what would happen. So we picked out a series of tests to run. And all the people keep training journals. So we do tests every three months on basic lifts and so on. So I had them dig out their training journals and went back to, like for instance, um, we went to like a 3RM bench press, uh, 3RM deadlift and that type of stuff like that. Uh, we, did, we did a max weight sled push and things of that nature. So not all my people were back. So, so the one that came, we ran seven tests, two, they did not improve on, they actually lost a little bit. But five, they actually went up with small PRs from where they were before the shutdown and they never touched a barbell in the meantime. Yeah, and now 
this is something that we've heard about before where people not only uh, do a little bit better after a, a break, but they don't lose strength. And a lot of people think like if they miss the gym once, they're going to get weak again and shrivel up to nothing. And yeah. a lot of stuff shows that you could take off a long time, sometimes even weeks, months, and come back. Um, but, yeah, if you want to consistently stay with your training, it's probably, like you just said, a good idea to every once in a while. It's almost like a deload time. So these individuals took a break from those, those uh, lifts and they focused on something else. But their conditioning was, was there so they could slip right back in and jump on it. Except for those two people that you mentioned. I don't know what's wrong with them. Something, you got to get rid of them. <laughs> there were actually some, excuse me, some of the same people, just for some reason, a couple, couple of the um, uh, experiment uh, exercises didn't go well for them that day. But overall, five out of seven are pretty pleased yeah. uh, with all that. They were too. They weren't knowing what to expect coming back in and, uh, you know, like, oh, man, it's been a long time. I don't know about this. And I said, I know, I know you're going to do great. So, you know, let's get the, between the ears straightened out before we start. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's just get in attack mode and go get it, you know. And, that, and that's what they did. But we did, you know, the MaceFit program, as you know, is a, a strength-based program. So we, we do a lot of, uh, you know, five-by-fives with the heavy mixes and clubs. We, we do isometrics, isotonics. Uh, we do uh, high volume uh, squats and lunges and all that type of stuff there. A lot of pulls. And, uh, we don't just swing a mace. It's a very comprehensive uh, full spectrum program where there's a lot of strength building involved in it. And uh, obviously it works. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm not in part of your experiment, but I've been quarantined myself. As you can see, I have like a pretty decent home gym here. So I could do some of the lifts I've always done. But I've also recently become a uh, certified MaceFit coach through your program. And um, really, the clubs kind of like just blew up on me. That was a huge part of the program because I had already been doing swings and stuff like that. And um, I'm really excited about using clubs now. And some of the club workouts that you do, those move, those movements, you, you look at it and it, it's human nature. You just go, eh, nothing much to that. Like, it's just, a, you're just doing this. Oh, what's that? But it is surprising at how effective those things are. And it is like anything else with fitness. When you adjust the weight properly, and you have the right intention, and you focus on what you're doing, and, and you understand the purpose of the workout, it get, they could get hard. They could get really hard. And I've been very surprised with some of these things. And I'm like, hey, man, my back is lit up right now. And then I could go and do deadlifts or whatever afterwards, and I feel like I perform better just because I have that proprioception. And you get a lot of proprioception with working with clubs and maces. Anybody who does any form of mace knows that. Even if you're just a, a flow guy or girl, you know that proprioception is huge. So um, it's the same thing with your programs. Yeah, absolutely. And 
And, uh, you know, much respect to the people that do well with flow. You know, my hat's off to them. I respect excellence in any form of uh, physical training. But that's not, not what we do, but I respect what they do. Yeah. Definitely. The thing, one thing that is essential to making our program work is to add X maces and club, being weight adjustable. You know, because all your people are going to have different strength levels, different experience. Some will have health problems, some won't. So you have to be able to, you know, if you can't challenge your strongest people with what you're doing, or you're overwhelming the weakest people, then you got to redo your program. Something's wrong. Right. You know, so if we, uh, that's one of the reasons we don't use fixed weight implements like that. Uh, addicts is ideal. So we got to shift. We changed weight uh, quite a few times during the training session. So it's like uh, it's like today the guys were doing, uh, you know, today and yesterday they were loading up the uh, clubs all the way up plus a rhino add-on kit plus an extra part of a rhino kit on top. So they got like 55-pound clubs, and uh, now they get into where that's not a big challenge for them. Now we have to change those from two-hand exercises to one-hand exercises and make them earn it again. Yeah, that's and that's the progression, and that's that's what's so great about your MaceFit program, and that's why I enjoy it so much. And as a coach myself, it has really opened a new world for me to be able to train people. and. Um, it's kind of helped me reinforce a lot of the ideas and the fundamentals when it comes to coaching people. Um, and you know, at the further we get down the road and we start to become like experts, sometimes we drift away from our fundamentals. And if you try to go back to the original stuff that you tried to, if you go back to the original stuff that you learned your fundamentals from, you did it already. Um, just say, let's just say, uh, you're a ACE certified coach. You're going to go through the ACE program, but you're going to go back and read it again. A lot of people can't do that. They read it already. And it's almost like it is, there's a barrier there. So it's nice to go find somebody else's program and refresh yourself with fundamentals, the basics. This is the stuff that we thrive on. And, um, that's, that was one other nice thing that I encountered going through your program. Yeah, cool, Fred. I, I appreciate that. That's yeah. Yeah, ba basics are a real strong point of what we do. I would say we do nothing fancy. We just get results. You know, the ba basics yeah. aren't simply; they just work. So that's what we do. Right. Yeah. Very cool, man. I love that. So now you also, um, uh, you, you. I see you're wearing. We were talking about your shirt before we hit record, and yeah, yeah I was like, hey, red shirt. You know, I got the green one. I was like, you. Red? Where did that come from? So you said that's a special shirt for, for what now? That's our, we call that our COVID-19 comeback team t-shirt. And this is uh, basically for all the people that trained with us uh, who are loyal and flexible and what we had to do to keep training alive during the entire shutdown. We didn't have to go online and do any training. We were, we were you know, upfront and in person. Uh, socially distant, of course, but we got it all done, and uh, it went great. We even uh, generated a lot of interest because we we're out in public, and uh, a lot of a lot of people asking questions. Some other people want to come up and join the program, so it was good. That's what the T-shirt's all about. I love that. So, see, you got out there, right? We went out. We all went out, went out of our comfort zone with this, and especially you guys. And 
you went out to the park and you showed up and all of a sudden the people are walking around and they see you day after day doing something and they go, Hey, that looks cool. And now you got new, new people coming in because of that. How awesome is that? Yeah, that, that was great. You know, just, and one of the parks we trained at, we trained at two different ones. The one uh, called uh, Nathan Benderson park is also really like a high level park. They have Olympic trials there for, all types of rowing events and uh, just, it's really set up really nice. There's a lot of athletic people there during the shutdown doing all, all manner of stuff. You know, they got right there, TRXs and your dumbbells down there and boot camps and oh, wow. marshals. Everybody's out there working out together, you know, all over the different parts of the park. So they are all, a lot of people taking note of what's going on. But people, you know, people are funny though. They'll, uh, like to walk by, no pretend they're not looking sometimes, especially the guys. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, the, the women will walk, women will walk by with a guy, see the training. A lot of times the woman will take a look and uh, like, oh, what are they doing? And the guy like pretend he's not watching, but he sees yeah. it too, and it's kind of humorous. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, I noticed that too with, with people and especially guys, they, yeah. I don't need to know nothing about that. Meanwhile, they're curious as hell. I could have thought it myself, you know? Yeah, <laughs> of course. So, but it, so then uh, this whole uh, COVID-19 thing is um, starting to clean up now. I mean, it's, uh, it's May 28th right now, and you guys are back to being active in your gym, the cave? Yep, back at the cave, man. So... It's wide open, but you have uh, new some new rules, and you can't you can't touch each other, and you can't breathe on each other. <laughs> you can't. Right? We got uh, we did all all the basic stuff like we did when we were outside. Just uh, you know, keep your distance. Yeah. Uh, we didn't outside. We don't require masks or gloves. You know, you got to train with masks and gloves. On. That's ridiculous. You know. No. But, uh, we always uh, at the end. I always sanitize all the equipment myself, every piece that we use, every weight, every club, every mace, all get sanitized, put away for the next training session. So when we started the next time, they were sanitized already. Then we go into the cave, that same protocols in effect, still, except this time, they sanitize their room. <laughs> We've got the gloves and uh, the san sanitary, uh, what do you call it, sanitizing wipes and all that stuff in there. So. This now they sanitize their own stuff. I've had enough practice doing that. They got it now. Yeah, you get a, you become very efficient after a while. You have things set up a certain way because you realize what a hassle it is. <laughs> I remember in the beginning when um you know it was like oh my god don't touch anything and like like you yeah. would you would go wipe something down and throw it away and then next thing you know you're like wait a minute I just touched the other thing now I got to go wipe that oh now I got to start all over again and after a while you just go. You know what? I'm going bonkers. My mind is about to explode. And after a while, you know what? It's you start to find a a, a common well. You find an area where you're you're comfortable with. Like I don't need to wipe everything down, but I need to cover a few things. But um, I hope that we don't become an over sanitized society because um, from everything I used to learn about like bacteria and viruses, like you just got to be exposed to them at some point at a low level and, and you build an immune system and like kids need to go play in the dirt 
and they need like yeah. they need to like get that bacteria in them and through their bodies it helps them you know we're organic yeah. you know we are made of that stuff anyway in one form yeah. or another true man that's very true yeah you know that's uh, i think uh one of the biggest things we missed the most was uh man no fist bumps you know <laughs> yeah the fist bumps fist bumps come back today yes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would be okay with um, wrapping my hand with saran wrap and fist bumping. But the one thing that has to go, has to go, is the elbow bump. I cannot do the elbow bump anymore. I tell people, why bother? Don't even touch each other. Like, if it comes down to having to touch elbows, it's not worth it. Just, just you know, say hi like this, wave your hand, and <laughs> that's it. But that's right. The shaka. I I could do the shaka. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it's funny. People thought there was no germs on their elbows. Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) There's germs on everything. Yes. Thank you. Except for your elbow, right? Except for what? Except for your elbow, right? Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah, it made no sense. Made no sense. When I was in martial arts, we, you know, we use the elbow to uh, knock people out with no not to not to greet them you know yeah so now what um uh boy frank you know what i'm looking at the zoom call here i think it thinks we were on a three-way call because of that earlier situation i think it's going to time us out in 10 minutes i hope it doesn't if it does if it does we'll just uh restart it and i'll do an edit i'm i'll make it happen so if i lose you 10 minutes from now just i'll send you a new invite yeah, no problem. I'll be right here, man. All right. Yeah, just see, you know, this is it, man. We're all dealing with this, uh, this new shift, and uh, that technology is not bad. I'm not going to complain about it. But um, yeah, so let's hear about your your books, man, because this is one of the things I was uh, surprised about over the past month. I, I all of a sudden I see this book, and I'm like, Yellow Pepper. I'm like, when? Where did that come from? And then all of a sudden there's like another book, and then I'm like, oh, there's. Where where's that coming from? And then and one of them's called Sling and Steel, and it's the story about Mace Fit and and everything. So let's hear about uh, how all this come came about. Okay, but that um, the first one you mentioned, the Yellow Pepper. I, I had to laugh when I heard that because that was actually I've been married thirty two years to a uh, wonderful, very resilient, durable, forgiving woman, <laughs> and uh, let's say she's my treasure from God. But we had a uh, a miscommunication, and uh, I was going to the grocery store to help her get some food because she's a medical professional. I had some time, so I was going to do the grocery shopping. And uh, so she had does this Alexa shopping list, and it said yellow pepper on the shopping list. Okay, okay, man. So I'm in the store. I'm up and down every. I lo- I'm looking for yellow peppers. I can't find any yellow peppers anywhere. I'm asking people. No one can find a yellow pepper. I go to another store. I look for yellow nothing so i finally go to the shop and buy yellow pepper like sprinkle on your food so when i get home it's like you could not find a yellow pepper and you got me you know like you got me this you know and it's like so the whole thing was she didn't say a yellow pepper she just said yellow pepper there was a communication breakdown and uh we thought about how how dumb it was later on we both started laughing and so i wrote a book about the humor and mystery of marital communication called yellow pepper so you because she didn't say a yellow pepper you figured it was pepper 
like that you put on your food. Like, hey, I want some spicy food. And gee, yeah. I, you know, I never saw yellow pepper before. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. my wife, she's she can't be wrong. She knows what she wants. So you're going crazy looking for yellow pepper. Actually, I bought um, lemon pepper. I said lemons are yellow. I bought a lot of lemon pepper. So <laughs> that's what. Yeah. All right. Then you send guys to shopping. You know, you got to be careful anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's where it came from. So that's kind of uh, anybody who's having a. a marital frustration they need to read that book and get a good laugh get some good insights of 32 years of distilled in the trenches uh marital information uh i think they'll uh they'll like it it's a short you can read it in 30 minutes and uh and if you got someone if your better half is uh, not feeling like it's better being grouchy and crotchety have them read it <laughs> okay <laughs> them the book <laughs> Hey, you're being very, very crotchety. Go read this book. <laughs> Bowling, um, um, hit over the head with a frying pan right at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about like that. So read this book, come back and be nice. You know, it's like, settle down. Like, uh, you know, remember we like each other? Yeah, that's right. Good night. Good thing. You're a married guy, right? You, you got a, you're, you're married, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. I've uh, right. been married for almost 10 years now. All right, man. That's, I hope you never get too crotchety, man. <laughs> Not with these that. good conversations, I, I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's where, that, that's where that book came from. Okay. And uh, other, there was, uh, you know, during, during, that just like got me. I've always loved to write ever since I was a little kid. And, uh, but that got the, uh, as they say, the creative juices flowing and uh so during during the shutdown and up until well up until today uh i did that book and three more books um in fact my latest one is going up on amazon uh today but uh, another one yeah so i've got um i put out uh sling and steel and uh that one there i put that out first but actually that should have been the sequel to uh aging ruthlessly that would should have been the first book Okay. But I'm going to tell you how they tie together. Aging ruthlessly or conquering the decades through strength is how I started like 50, shoot, man, back uh, 45, 50 years ago. And how, back then it was into a lot of martial arts. Uh, UFC hadn't come out yet, but we knew something was going on uh, out in uh, LA and up in New York. The guys were starting to really smash and bass each other full contact and that's we're gonna do that you know so we got that started at my dojo and uh it went really well i got i had a, a five round fight with this uh, guy the big uh, new york irishman with boxing skill and he was uh he was a formidable opponent so we went uh, we went for uh, five rounds yeah weighed me about 50 pounds which said uh, didn't help a whole lot yeah that's a lot about four and a half rounds into it um he was starting to gasp but he, he rallied enough to knock me out cold and that was uh the thing that was i learned from that because i hit him i mean i hit him as hard as i could i side kicked him in the face as hard as i could he didn't go down i did a spinning heel kick across the side of his head he didn't go down it boy it was tough and then uh then he put me down and i realized i was not strong enough no matter how fast I was, if I could hit him, I was fast. I could, I could hit the target. 
but I couldn't put him down. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a big, tough, experienced, and uh, wouldn't drop. And I knew I needed to get stronger. And that started my whole journey towards strength. And uh, so aging ruthlessly is how I focused and built strength ever since that day uh, throughout my entire life. What I did, what, who influenced me, what coaches, what type of training, um, how we went about it, you know, both, both the mental and physical aspect of it, spiritual aspect of how I went from that age being very young to now uh, almost uh, 70 years young. So that's the aging ruthlessly covers that. Then sling and steel kind of comes up to where where we picked it up uh, 2016 with a Donnie from Addicts and how we moved forward from there to where we are now. So that's the story of uh, how Macefit started out. So that would really segue into the first aging ruthlessly book as a sequel. So that was, that's what that one's about. And then uh, the one I just finished and going on Amazon today is called Regroup, How to Shut Down Proof Your Gym. And uh -huh. that'll be up today. That's going to tell you exactly what we did, how we did it, and how other people can uh, shut down proof their gym if we have another shutdown for virus or any other thing. That's a really good one because, you know what, this, this could all happen again very easily. Um, in fact, there's people saying that, you know, they're going to start opening things up and there's a lot of people expecting a spike. And if there's going to be a spike, they're going to start looking at what businesses are not essential. And I'm making the, the you know, the quote marks because they seem to think gyms are not essential. Okay. Fine. Yeah, but liquor stores are, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently the liquor stores can't close because if people go into DTs, they're going to wind up in the hospital. <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but it kind of makes sense because a lot of alcoholics out there. But there um, is, it seems like garbage to me, you know, but that's what the heck. That, yeah. That's what they thought. That's what they thought. You know, we can't, we can't change it. Right. But so if you take people's beer away from them, you probably have an armed revolution. So that's. <laughs> well, they're not, you know, they, had, they did have prohibition and that didn't work out well. It started war in the streets. It didn't work at all. <laughs> so, um, I guess, yeah, we don't want to repeat that history ever again, but nah, no. yeah, your, so your book is a good idea because, uh, people will have a better idea of, um, things that they could do and be more efficient. So that's good idea, Frank. And, and yeah, you're sharing your, your experiences in almost real time. Like this just happened and you already have something out to, to help people. And yeah, I, I think, think that's, yeah, yeah. I tell, like I said in the uh, intro on Amazon, there it's in. It. Yeah, so it's like a real-time manual for whatever is happening right now. That's really awesome. Yeah, Fred. It's uh, you know, the thing of it is, people got to be open-minded enough to try new things, or in this case, new centuries-old things. You know, because we're you know we built the program on addicts, their equipment, and Mayfit programming, and that's how we survived the shutdown. Right. You know, and that's available to anybody, any gym, any trainer, any coach. They all have access to that equipment. They all have access to the programming, 
you know, they just need to take action and, you know, get stocked up, you know, fill up their arsenal ahead of time. Uh, like you, I see yours in the back there, you know, you got a nice home gym, but if you didn't have that, if you didn't have the home gym, you could still train because you could take that stuff outside. So Right. And anybody who owns an adjustable mace was a winner for this because they had about 30 pounds with them at all times. And they could have easily, you know, that fits, you know, the mace, it fits in your car, whatever. You could carry it. You know, it's not a big deal. You put it over your shoulder and walk around with it. <laughs> who cares? It's, it's a crisis for crying out loud. We should be carrying around a mace with us. But you could adjust it and you could swing in your backyard. So anybody who owns an adjustable mace like an addicts was uh, definitely a winner in this one because they kept up with their conditioning and everything like that. But yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's um, just it's just uh, a convenience at that point. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, easily transportable. I don't have an SUV. I don't have a truck. So everything went in my Toyota Camry and I had plenty of room, including all our sanitizing supplies, masks, gloves, all that stuff. No. Camera, right? Well, I had it all in there, okay? So you don't need a special vehicle to carry it. Right. You know? Right. Good. That's but, you know, for the people of – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Fred. No, I was just going to – I just had my little observation of life. I noticed that – I always ask people, oh, what are you transporting your, your, all your maces around in? Like, you know, people usually just transport them in like a little Toyota Camry or something, or yeah. they got kettlebells and their friggin' thing is like, their bottom of their car scraping the, the street and everything. You know, you think like people have like big trucks course. or something. <laughs> yeah. At first I had too much, I had other stuff in the car too. At first, sleds and weights and all that stuff and i took all that stuff out and just went with the mason and stuff only how did you get your sled into your camry uh well i have uh, i got like three or four different sizes of sleds yeah and i got a mini sled um and that oh let's shoot the guy that makes them i'll think of his name later uh, you know <laughs> so, while you're thinking of that i just I, i'm glad you mentioned sleds because Sleds are great, and, and a lot a lot of people have them at home because, you know, how are you supposed to use a sled at home? Um, I, know you could, I know you could drag them outside on the street, but then they, like, wear out the bottom and everything like that. And I was actually working on building, like, a home sled using a, uh, a pallet, a, you know, a, a packing pallet, and, and just laying it on the ground and loading it up with weights, putting, putting ropes around it and stuff like that, and dragging it. But, um, you know, that's one of the things I like about a, a big gym that you can use a sled and push them back and forth. Sled work is awesome. So where did yeah. – so this little sled that you brought, you had them use it on grass or on pavement? Uh, on grass. We were at parks. And, you know, we, we've done sleds for years on open concrete. So that's uh, until, we, until we finally put down some turf in the gym. But I just thought of the name of the company that makes a small sled called a mini sled. That's a Black Widow training gear. They make it only weighs 18 pounds. You can get like six plate, 45 pound plates on it. So, okay. And you could push with it too? Yeah. You got to get down low. Get okay. What does it have? Like a built in like set of push bars on it? Yeah. On the back. Cause it's only going to come up like maybe one and a half, two feet. So you got to get down low like you're playing football and drive that sucker, you know? Yeah. And, so. it, and you can hold up to six plates. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah. So six plates. Yeah. I had so much stuff in my car at first, I had to pull a bunch of it out because my shocks were bottoming out. And uh, so that's when I said, okay, I'm going just with 
the Mason Club, and everything else is not going. So yeah. that's how we ended up with the, having the, the pure Mace Fit program during that time. So right. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. You don't need a lot of weight when you do sled at work anyway. Um, I, I I see that a lot. A lot of people will load up. I mean, what six plates is like two seventy. Um, so that's plenty because it's again we were just talking about this how you move what's your form like if you're putting maximum effort into using your body properly you don't need a lot of weight and and you see a lot of people pushing a sled and they do these little short steps short steps and really i mean that's a that's like a fantastic all body exercise right there you take a nice long step and drive through your your two big toes and extend that leg out behind you and really get into it and try if you do that you don't need a lot of weight it's just not even capable of pushing that kind of weight when you're doing it that way yeah i'll tell you the uh the biggest push we got at our gym was a 900 pounds for several years and we finally had a guy busted out at 901 <laughs> so wow that, that was fun stuff man probably but a big dude great um you know for people that want to do sled work one of the smartest guys on sled training well zach Kevinish, i learned all my sled training from him originally he's just like incredible but uh louis simmons has some great uh sled training strategies a lot different from what a lot of people know to do so uh, i'm a big fan of louis I, I know you know some people love him some people hate him I got I got a lot of respect for what he what he knows and what he's able to teach. So I'm up on his stuff as much as I can be. Yeah, Louis Simmons from uh, Westside Barbell, which um, is an incredible outfit out there. Um, I keep my eye on them. I actually would love to interview Louis Simmons and Don Giafordino from Addicts did mention him to me once as and I said, really? Um, do you, if you guys know him, that would be great. Maybe. Uh, pass the word along um i would ask him a lot about sled work and everything but there's a guy who's just super knowledgeable about the human body and how it performs and that's you know everything we do i don't care what it is how you carry the groceries to your car that's how you perform you know so that would be we've awesome we've implemented uh, a number of the training ideas into the mace program and you know people that follow him and they know about what he does 20% of the time, what he does 80% of the time. If they don't know what that is, they need to go Google it and find out how he sets that up and what he does. Because that's a lot of that is how Mace Fitters uh, have taken some of those ideas and implemented. That's how we build strength with the stuff. You know? Yeah, I like that. I was, uh, one thing I was going to mention, you know, for the people that haven't done Mace Club work in the past, they might be skeptical about 30 pounds. I mean, come on, man. That's like yeah. that's stupid, you know? It's like, well, you know, it's like, or 45 pounds. What's that? You know, an empty bar. Okay. Well, take that empty bar and swing it around behind your back, pull it over the front about 10, 100 times, see how you feel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Take, a take a dumbbell, like a 45 pound dumbbell, and put it on a, like a, a six foot rope and swing it around your head in circles. So, see it? You kind of get the idea. Uh, yeah. Good examples. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the barbell. And if you, uh, if you let's just say you wanted to do squats and you put the barbell no weight on it on your back if you use perfect form and you do everything you're supposed to do 
you're going to get a good workout even just with a barbell because, I mean, you know, you're not definitely doing 225 or whatever, but you, you're focusing on that form, pushing the knees out, using activating the hips and everything. And um, a lot of times people add weight too quickly. And when they do that, they sacrifice their form and they condition themselves into having muscle imbalances because they really can't handle the weight at that level. So sometimes we got to lighten up, you know, we got to lighten up, but that's what's uh, great about the Mace Fit program is you're able to um, activate things um, in a different, in this, you know, the ro rotational and that's lighting up different body parts accordingly. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a really good way to, combine that with other types of fitness modalities that you might be interested in. Absolutely. And, and to see just how demanding it is, I, I recommend people go over and uh, check out Dr. Tony Lamana. And he does all types of calculations on torque, centrifugal force, centripetal force, and all different uh, types of exercise with masons and clubs. Very scientific. If you want hard data, Go go to Tony Lamont and see what he's got to say. Yeah, you'll, you'll be surprised at how much force is generated with the maces and clubs. So, it, you know, so you know what what's the formula for force? You know, mass times acceleration. So, think about that. You know, think of how fast that thing's gonna move. When you get you start slinging that thing, you're gonna pick up some serious speed. Look at the guys that compete. How fast they move it. You were there. Yeah. That's event games and uh you know your, your your buddy was on the other day michael best of Berkeley fuerte yeah guy's an animal i mean he's just, just blazing with the mace just so fast you know so he generated a tremendous amount of force and uh so that it just gets you strong you know it builds your cardio up at the same time and it's uh it works yeah you know you, can, you know the uh the man with the facts is never at the mercy of a man with an opinion so you know, people do their homework, find out, you know, don't just like get some knee-jerk reaction off of Facebook, see if somebody gives you a like or not. You know, go do your homework on this stuff and see if it's a good fit for your training program. I think more often than not, it will be for, for most people. Yeah. Well, I could give you um, a quick example. Like right before we started our interview, I did my workout today and I was a hot, sweaty mess when I was done and it was uh, leg day. And I came down here, and I really was not feeling it. I was feeling tight. My hamstrings were sore, but I trained legs six days ago. And I'm like, you know what? My hamstrings are sore because I've been sitting around. Um, I've been doing work on my computer. I've been reading. And that gets your legs sore. So I knew it wasn't because I was overtrained. So I needed to work out, but I just couldn't get into it. So I have my little fallback. My fallback is – to do 500 swings and in between the swings to do the body part that I'm supposed to be doing. So today was legs. So I did 500 swings in total mixed up with goblet squats. And, um, at the end I, I, I felt alive. And so I added in straight leg deadlifts and, uh, some other stuff, push-ups and things like that. I got blisters, I don't know if you can see that blister right there, but no, there's one. 
And there's the other one. All right, there they are. All right, man. Good, 20, man. You're right. 20 pounds. All right. I did 20 pounds, um, 500 swings. I feel great. So, look, I ended up getting a great workout because of that. And with 20 pounds and the other stuff, my whole posterior chain, all the way from the top of my head down to my heels, feels great right now. And that's where all most of our bot muscles are are in the posterior chain. Yep. And um, well, I did some I did some white kettlebell swings too. I look, I just I just blew up from going feeling like crap and sore to enjoying a a, a good workout. And those swings just opened me up, and that was it. That's the point of my my whole little story there. Yeah, no, no, that that's that's great, you know, because you know, how many years young are you now? Um, <laughs> funny thing, I, I had a little struggle, uh, Frank, I couldn't remember if I was 47 or 48 for about a week. And I said, ah. Oh, this is getting bad, man. I actually couldn't. <laughs> and then I was trying to do the math and I couldn't figure. And then it hit me. I'm 47 years old. I'll, I'll be 48 next year. So <laughs> that's right. how old I am. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's good. You know, you know, you should have a lot of good training miles on you still. I and, feel uh, it. Like I said, I'm like, you know, God willing, I'll be 70 in August and uh, I can do this, you know, and now I'm back, you know, back at the cave. I'm doing some of my other stuff too. You know, I like I'll do my, you know, axle deadlifts and all that kind of fun stuff back there. But this is something you can do for longevity. You can do this like probably to your last breath, just about, you know, if you're reasonably healthy, just you can be slinging that steel, man, just. You know, you think of the, the benefits for, especially for a person.